What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in. I did just want to take some time to apologize for Friday's tech issues. I'm not sure what was going on, but I wanted to thank everyone for all the love and support and really everything that was coming there. I feel like usually that doesn't happen, but we're going to persevere. We're going to make sure that we continue to bring in great content, but I'm excited because we have a lot to look into. So let's go ahead and get right into it. We're officially in spooky season, so which games gave us a scare? How did our small market teams perform in the NFL? How should we handle the Dolphins' decision to let Tua play? And what does Bryce Young's injury mean for Alabama moving forward? All this and more on this week's episode of Jake's Take. Let's go! Let's go! Don't wait! This night's almost over! Honest! Let's make this night last for what is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and as always, is my co-host, Christy. Hello. And you can find me on Instagram at Jake's Take Podcast and my personal Instagram, Jake's 14 And Christy, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram or TikTok at ChristyMarie00. It looks like a few SEC teams had some scares this past weekend. So really, it's just kind of all over the place. So why don't we start with the defending national champion who doesn't even look like a national champion, Georgia? What are your thoughts on them? Wow, that's my thought. Um, another struggle win. And again, one we didn't think they would struggle with. Um, even their coach, Kirby Smart, he said a win is a win. I, I don't think other teams would get away with saying that if they were the defending national champions. They wouldn't. I think right now this is a team that needs to look in the mirror and just say, what are we doing? They started out strong. They had that dominant win in week one against Oregon. And kind of since South Carolina, they fizzled out. And now they just look off. And I don't know if it's Stetson Bennett. I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if it's the defense. But one thing that did get me an idea was that their secondary struggled because there was one call against Keely Ringo that they called, but they missed another pivotal one too. Yeah, there's. I think there's a lot to uh, put the blame on. I mean, of course you had – Stetson Bennett, who is supposed to come into this as the Heisman favorite, he had no touchdown passes in the game. Um, but then, again, you have the defense. Now, they did lose eight of their players from the from the championship team to the NFL. So, I mean, they're young. They're going to make mistakes. But it's definitely starting to show. It's definitely starting to show. I The SEC East is looking good. Obviously, I know that Kentucky – lost and I know that the hype has definitely fizzled and I know we had said we we're going to pick Ole Miss over Kentucky and that obviously ended up in our favor mm-hmm. but Kentucky still looks good Tennessee looks good I feel like this is where they should look to Stetson Bennett as the leader all a meeting he needs to do something because right now it's reminding the 2014 FSU football team. Mm-hmm. 
So I think with Georgia, they definitely need call but they just seem off but moving on to kentucky what are the thoughts there did we overhype them did we underhype them i think we overhyped them myself um um, they didn't have a tough schedule to begin with that i know most teams don't um and of course like you said we picked Ole miss and that's what happened um but i mean they had final drives at the end that they couldn't score on that's just poor football i think a lot of this blame has to go on will levis because Mm -hmm. he has been hyped up to he and stetson bennett were hyped up as the number one pick as being a heisman trophy winner and it's as if the two of them looked nothing like that Mm -hmm. this past week and I think with Kentucky, it's a similar situation. They need to look in the mirror and say, what can we do? You know, Kentucky has some tough games coming. They've got South Carolina, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. So they don't have any more room to play it safe or no room for error. They really don't. And this is the time of year where the schedule gets harder and where you can't make as many mistakes. Kentucky can still come out better i could still see them being the number two or number three team in the state of alabama i don't want to call them the little brother because i know someone's gonna get mad at me auburn can't hold a lead no uh and they need a kicker and i don't know they still haven't fired their coach i don't think brian harson is the guy i know we talked about it last week Mm -hmm. but i was reading somewhere that Brian Harson doesn't like to recruit. Sadly, that's the way you win in the SEC. It well, it is, but look at Texas A&M. <laughs> they thought that too and it's not working well for them. No, no, but I mean you think about Kirby and Nick, even I guess if you put Lane in there, mm-hmm. you know, they want to go out and recruit and I mean, there are times where Nick and Kirby would do trips together when they were at Alabama together. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, worked out so well. And I mean, even Lane would do stuff like that too. And he still does. But I think for the most part, this is catching up to Auburn. They're not doing anything. Right. It's as if that this whole team is trying to be put back together, mm-hmm. but no one is willing to put it back together. Right. And like you said, the recruiting matters. These kids are not just going to come to the school, especially when they're being sought after by all these other schools. No, absolutely. And I mean, it's catching up to them. But on the topic and moving into, obviously, you were very right. And I will sing that from the mountaintop because you said at first that Jimbo is going to win one big game and try and ride that for the rest of the season. And as always, it looks like that because they looked so bad last week. They did. They, I'm telling you, he has his one game a season and he's fine with that. And he had it, so he's done. (laughs) Saturday down south or another article 
but it said here, with the loss to the Bulldogs this season, it marks the first time since 2016 through 2018 stretch that Mississippi State has defeated A&M in consecutive years. Another fun fact, Texas A&M has paid Jimbo Fisher $18 million over the last two seasons to lose twice to Mississippi State. It's true. So, And they can't fire him. That buyout is way too big. The buyout's way too big, but I think with this team, they are stuck in 2014. Like mm-hmm. I said, it, it's something with Jimbo. He will have two good seasons, and then he'll his offense is going to look great. It's going to look tremendous, and it's ahead of the game, and then it catches up. Mm-hmm. You know how when Nick Saban brought in Lane Kiffin, and everyone was freaking out saying, this is crazy, you know, their personalities don't match. It's going to be all over the place. And Lane revitalized that offense to where it used to be, well, we're just going to run it every time. Right. And he started bringing in new route trees and stuff. And then Sar comes in and does that after Mike Loxley. So Nick Saban was ahead of it. Whereas Jimbo is thinking, okay, well, I'm a pretty good offensive mind, so it'll work. Mm-hmm. It's not working. No, and he's he's rubbing off on his team and the fact that they get too comfortable, just hoping plays are going to turn out for them and in their favor, and that doesn't always work. Plays break down, and you have to be able to change direction and change what you're going to do, and it's not working for them. It it really isn't, and it's nothing about talent. It's nothing about the, you know, explosiveness. I know they lost Anaya Smith, and I know that's a big blow. That's very similar to, let's say, you know, two years ago when Alabama lost Jalen Waddell. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard, and I know he's a terrific playmaker, but there's no next-man-up mentality. It's as if they're just sitting there and lowering their heads and saying, all right, well, what do we do now? Right. And I think with it, it's as if everyone is now looking at Jimbo and saying, very much copied that other person's test. And I know I've used this analogy before, and it's showing. Mm-hmm. So right now, AM, it, it, it's a dumpster fire. I mean, no, yeah. that's, that's I the best think way to put it. Back for them. I mean, they were struggling. They didn't look good. Mississippi State can be a good team. They just sometimes mm-hmm. end up on the wrong end of games. If everyone ranked recruiting class in the whole country and you look like you just got probably the third string on the JV football team. And Jimbo's truck got towed. Yes. That was so (laughs) funny to see. That was a great. Yeah. Jimbo's truck got towed. Jimbo (laughs) eats soup with a fork. Jimbo still pours the cereal. And Jimbo does not go outside in the dark because he's afraid of the dark. And like we've always said, you know, if there's ever anything you want to hear about (laughs) Jimbo or there's any fun things you want us to say, please let us know. Talk about our spooky teams 
You know, no one's safe. And Alabama falls into this category, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I especially think, with Bryce Young out. I, I agree. I was getting the alert, and I saw mm-hmm. Bryce Young being taken out of the game. Now, I know, first and foremost, Drew did not mean to hurt Bryce. That was his former teammate. Go out of his way to hurt Bryce Young? No. No, it's just football. And I saw the same things. And it was karma because of viewers going out. But it's just football. It's just football. But you look at this Alabama team, they struggled. And I mean, I feel like it was catching up to the defense because but I feel like with this team but I also could tell that it shows how much of a leader Bryce is on both sides of the ball right and I do have to shout out my man man Gibbs I said on podcast number one (laughs) and he's still showing up oh he is he was a big weapon and I think we got a good one but this leads into another topic does this mean we're going to run the ball more oh I think it forces Bill O'Brien to run the ball more especially with Jalen Milrow he he runs and he's good at it he scored a touchdown I mean I don't know what it is but we've done a really good job recruiting guys with the first name (laughs) Jalen and it's turned out really well for us and you know, once upon a time, Jalen Milrow wore, mm-hmm. and there was another quarterback named Jalen who wore the number two at Alabama. Right, who is leading also only undefeated team in the NFL. The right only now. undefeated team, and both of them were very well known mm-hmm. as great power lifters. Now, I'm not saying that all the attributes and all the similarities end there, but I mean their names are spelled the same. They both wore number two, and they're both great runners, so anything can happen. Yeah, I'm okay with that tradition. It's working well. But it's the right time for us to start running the ball. Now, I know we wish it was better circumstances, mm-hmm. but we saw what Jameer Gibbs can do. We've seen what Jason McClellan can do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Roy Dell Williams is doing. Yeah, he, he's been absent. From, I mean, he's in the games, but you wouldn't know it. No, and it was good to see Trey Sanders, too. Mm -hmm. But I think right now, you are starting to see that Jameer Gibbs and Jace McClellan are the number 1A and the number 1B running back. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's almost, you know, I've said this before, that rock, paper, scissors on the sideline. It's almost that kind of situation. You could... Pick one, and they're going to perform for you. Absolutely. Um, I think with this, it does allow Bill O'Brien to draw run plays, which he's been needing. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien likes to do two running back sets. So I think there we have a good start with how we run the ball. The next thing I want to look at is how does this affect the chemistry with the quarterback, because the two players affected the most by this are Cameron Latu and Treshawn Horton. Yeah, and of course, they ha- they do have different relationships with Milrow, but I know for a fact that Saban 
make sure the second, even third string quarterbacks get practices. And Jalen has been playing almost half games this season because Bryce does so well in the first half. Absolutely. I think with this, the chemistry should still be fine. I'm going to look to see not a lot of deep balls, and that's okay. You know, we don't need to air it out all the time. More slants, a lot more short routes to Treshawn, Watu, Burton, occasionally something deep to DeCorey, and then look for those two freshman receivers, Kobe Prentice and Isaiah Bond. They did extremely well. JoJo Earl's back. Mm-hmm. I could see JoJo Earl dominating that slot, but also I can see a lot of the running backs and Cameron Latu taking more in the passing game. Yeah, I agree. I don't think this is a weakness. I think it's going to highlight the strengths of all our offensive players. A hundred percent. Now with this, we got some good news. Fortunately, it's not anything scary for Bryce Young, but it does bring up the question of how long is he out or how long should he be rested? Yeah, you know, it's a sprain, so nothing's torn or broken, but you also don't want it to get to that situation. So I think I think they're going to be fine without him in the A&M game. Tennessee, I'm a little nervous. I have to agree. Um, I think right now, one, someone had said that it would be hilarious because Nick Saban said, well, I'm not going to tell them who's going to play next week mm-hmm. because he he very much wants Jimbo to lose his mind, uh, which I love. <laughs> so I could see Jalen Milrow starting – but then it makes me wonder, what does this mean where, if the game's out of hand, does Ty Simpson come in? Because he's a freshman. He is, and when he has come in for, like, the last quarter, I don't think he's very impressive. Yeah, he's young. Oof, he has a lot behind his name. We know who he is. <laughs> we do, Um, but it, it's hard. It's kind of remember um, in 2018 and Jalen wasn't 100% and was Mac and this wasn't you know before he was the Joker it was still mm. just McCorkle so it's kind of that situation so I think we can still win with Bryce taking a game off it's not like Bryce isn't going to be there he's still going to be right. there but I think right now Nick Saban is going to make sure that Bryce is protected because we all remember 2019 with Tua and his hip. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was awful. It, it was. I don't think Nick wants that to happen again. So he's going to be a lot more cautious and then he'll reevaluate for Tennessee. Really with Tennessee right now, I, I don't know who I want to win. Tennessee, Georgia. Can they both lose? (laughs) I wish that was an option. Honestly, yeah, that's a tough one, but I still think I'd rather see Tennessee win. Is that Alabama goes 
to Knoxville. That's true. So they'll have the adrenaline from beating Georgia. Yeah. And, it, it, I mean, they're going to see all that orange. <laughs> no pumpkins allowed right like, now. No, no pumpkins allowed. It, it's a gaudy orange. It's not in my color wheel. But I think right now this Alabama team still has Bryce as a leader, which is great. Mm-hmm. But this is our way of getting back to the basics of the 2010s, 2011, 2012. Run the ball, run the ball, set up play action, and win with defense. And this does lead us to another former Alabama quarterback and the status of Tua. This situation just blows my mind. Oh, it, it's awful. It just how the whole thing was handled and I think it was worse for Alabama fans because we had obviously different injury but we've seen this before where he played too soon and got injured even worse it's um I I don't really know how to put it because I was watching it and his fingers looked off everyone is down on one knee fortunately his parents were there uh, so they're able to Mm -hmm. spend time with him but it was just not handled in the best situation. And, you know, what's one thing when you see this on SportsCenter and you're mm-hmm. seeing it on different websites, but when you're seeing it on national news, that's how you know it's bad. Right. Or even when the opposing team was chanting his name, I think that says a lot. It, it definitely does. It's something where... There was someone who had said he needs to play, and as bad as it sounds right now, Mike McDaniel is still a very new coach, Mm -hmm. so he's still trying to figure out, what do I do? So it's not on him, but it's on that doctor who was fired and was obviously, you know, fired for the right reason, Right. but right now, you know, we don't know how long two is out. People are saying that Tua should retire. Mm -hmm. And now it's just not looking super ideal for him. I mean, he's out against the Jets. He's in concussion protocol. Really right now, it's just disheartening because he's such a wonderful guy. He's so loved. And now he has to basically be monitored and he has a target on his back and so right. Miami well and not only that I mean it's going to change how they go forward in both college and NFL um, I think it was Sunday there were t- at least 12 NFL players benched for, con- for concussion protocols oh, I didn't even realize that I mean I mm-hmm. saw the injury to Lewis scene and I was thinking how terrible that was but I mean, injuries have just gotten out of hand. And I know injuries aren't intentional. I know that it can sometimes happen. You know, no one wants to get injured. No one wants to go out there and another player. Whereas now, no one means for it to happen. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate situation. I definitely have to agree. What are your thoughts about the whole Tua situation? Do you feel like 
it's be handled differently? Do you think they're greedy? I think obviously we don't know what happened behind closed doors, but I do think there was some greed and just for two weeks they saw how well he was overcoming all of the hate he was getting from sports analysts themselves. And, you know, they didn't want that to end. I don't think um, it was going well for them. So there, I feel like it's just something where it might've been some greed. It might've been some excitement, mm-hmm. but you never want to lose that in an injury. And I really hope that he's okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're all thinking of you, too. Uh, everyone is. Um, I it, it's it's not been a good weekend or week or probably week and a half for Alabama quarterbacks. No, except Jalen, except Jalen. <laughs> I, I don't but I, I don't know what was happening. I mean, it's as if Jalen looked fine and then he had, you know, the pick six. But, you know, someone please make sure that Jalen is staying protected. I... Yes, please. And can we say he is, he belongs to Alabama, not Oklahoma. They claim him because he played there one year. He played at Alabama for three years. Right. And I am fairly certain that his ring has an A on it. It does. I mean, you remember when Alabama beat Tennessee in 2019 and he mm-hmm. sent a video of him smoking the cigar? Yes. <laughs> How many transfers from Alabama still do that? Right. <laughs> he is he's very much Alabama through and through. And yeah, so he is claimed. But really I think with it, I think for the most part you know, we know Bryce is going to be okay. We hope Tua is going to be okay. Yeah. Mac should be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that does look good for us. But really right now, it's, you know, I feel like with for Alabama fans, you know, having to see Tua get hurt and mm-hmm. Mac get hurt in such a short period. And then two days later, you see Bryce get hurt. It's just a giant range of emotions because everyone at Alabama loved Tua and everyone at Alabama, well, for the most part, almost everyone at Alabama loved Mac. And then, you know, it's Bryce. So it's just a range of emotions. But I think for this, you know, um, we'll obviously get more into our thoughts on the upcoming game on Friday. But let's look back at our small market teams, and I need to listen to you more. I feel like you are trying to protect me from the Saints disappointing me, and I'm not listening. And I probably will continue to not listen to you because I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm trying, but they were close. I'll give you that. They they were close. (laughs) They looked better. But I think with this team... They obviously were hurt. They mm-hmm. didn't have Michael Thomas. They didn't have Jameis. Andy Dalton looked decent. But with this team, I think they still just need to figure out some other things. 
and really just figure out what they want to do, which is okay. I mean, you know, it's still early in the season, but you know, the Saints lost. The Falcons looked pretty good, but Cordero Patterson's out for the next few games. Right. The Titans looked good, which mm-hmm. is good because, you know, they've been getting a lot of heat. And then the Panthers, well, the Panthers are back to normal. Yeah. Um, I think with the NFC South, as crazy as it sounds, the Atlanta Falcons are second in that division. Yeah, they I mean they're winning games now. Their next game is against the Buccaneers. <laughs> That's a different story. That's definitely a different story, but the Bucks did lose. This is on- true. So, you know, we could really be expecting anything, but right now pretty solid week for the our southern small market teams. Um I think my biggest thing looking forward is that it's week five and, you know, the Saints play the Seahawks. The Seahawks aren't bad, but we don't know if James is going to play. You've got the Falcons Buccaneers. This is where it's going to be a lot different now because, you know, there's no Cordero Patterson and they're going to see what Marcus Mariota can do. Titans commanders, like, I think that's going to be a pretty easy game for Tennessee. And then right now with the Panthers and 49ers, it it depends on how the 49ers do tonight. Mm -hmm. But I think right now, and this is a very hot take, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Rule is fired coach in the next few weeks. Mid-season. I don't know what he's trying to do but when your only win is against the saints and really in that game the saints beat themselves <laughs> you don't look too too good there and i feel like he just does not have a good connection with the team you know baker mayfield has already thrown three interceptions i think with the Panthers, and this is what I always talk about whenever it focuses on the city of Charlotte. They need to find a way to focus on their culture because right now mm-hmm. we just haven't seen it. But on the final topic, it is almost time for basketball season. I don't know how big of a basketball fan you are because we don't we haven't talked about it yet. So I'm not, but I can try to pick some games. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Right now, we have some great teams that are coming up. I am super excited because we have the New Orleans Pelicans who are going to start playing very soon. Right now, we're in the preseason, so it'll be some time before you know we start seeing them in the regular season. But really, obviously, the goal here at Jake's Take is we hope to see a small market team from the South in the finals or in the playoffs. Now here's hoping that actually happens, but I think right now, you know, be on the lookout to see what these teams can do, but we have a lot of excitement to look forward to. And obviously we will be back on Friday with some more excitement. 
So get ready, everyone, because it will be a great one. But that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. It feels good to be back on Tuesday. I'm so thankful that everyone was so patient with us last week. And I'm excited for what we continue to do and continue to grow. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. You're home for all things sports in all different forms and varieties. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok at Jake's Take Podcast or my personal Instagram, Jake'sil14. And where can they find you, Christy? On Instagram and TikTok at ChristyMarie00. Awesome. Awesome. And this is all super exciting. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, basically every form of media ever it is great and like we said on friday we're gonna pick some games we're going to break down the upcoming games as well and we're going to see what other trending topics are going on that we need to fill y'all in but as always thank you so much for all the love all the support for tuning in continue to make adventures continue to be excited about stuff make people happy be aligned in this world the world's a pretty crazy place right now And as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care. Bye.